Fantasy Sports Radio Network. News update. In Major League Baseball, according to Ken Rosenthal, a player who's friendly with Oraldis Chapman, told him that the left-hander is, quote, 1 million percent planning to opt out of his contract after the season. Chapman would be forfeiting two years and $30 million, but at the age of 31, he'd probably expect to make more on the open market. Kevin Gaussman is making his way back from a foot injury. He struck out 10 batters over seven innings Tuesday in a rehab start at AAA Gwinnett. And according to Jeff Wilson of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, the Rangers have discussed demoting Nomar Mazzara to the minor leagues. Mazar has tallied 12 home runs, 51 RBIs, and 51 runs scored in 86 games this season, but he sits at 310 for his on-base percentage. Ending the NBA, newly signed free agent Reggie Bullock is reportedly expected to miss at least the first month of the 2019-2020 season. The Knicks still haven't revealed exactly what medical ailment Bullock is dealing with. I'm Dan Strapper, and this has been your Fantasy Sports Radio Network News Update. Stay tuned to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network for more updates at the top of every hour. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's time to play! Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. All right, it's Dr. Roto. Get out the insurance card. Get out the copay. Office is open, my friends. Adam Ronas, it is Wednesday. And the weeks just keep flying by, which means that football season's coming closer and closer. Yeah, some training camps are uh, beginning to open. A few teams reported today. So here's some news for you. And I, maybe this, these, this, this news should not have surprised us, but, you know, whatever. It's written. Jim Wyatt of the Titans says that uh, the new offensive coordinator says he intends to ride contract year running back Derrick Henry this season. Don't you think that I, teams basically in the old days, I don't think teams would would ride a, a guy like that because they'd use him, but they'd give him a breather because they want he was supposed to last for ten years. Now it's like let's use these guys up and spit them out. Yeah, that's essentially what's going on. I mean, the Cowboys did it with Demarco Murray a couple of years ago. You know, he had some big years, and that final year uh, where he had well over four hundred touches, free agent, let him go, and let him sign elsewhere. And that's what teams are doing right now, especially with these running backs that are bell car running backs. Now, we haven't seen that from Derrick Henry yet. We've seen glimpses. We saw him down the stretch last year in a few games. And uh, obviously, we've seen some upside. We've seen some downside as well. And I guess it's also, you know, will they throw to him more? We know he can catch the football, but it seems like they've been reluctant to do it. But we've seen Henry generally go in the third round of drafts. I told you that uh, Greg Arias, you know, our friend who covers the Titans from the very onset, said that Henry was a much better receiver than anybody anticipated. But I think this is a very important year, very seminal year for the Titans. Mariota is struggling. Henry has not really taken off except for those brief, uh, that brief playoff performance. You know, are, are you a Super Bowl contender or are you a pretender? I think we all find out about, a lot about the Titans this year. Yeah, because I think the last two years, people, especially last year, had higher expectations for them, and it didn't pan out. They, they just weren't good. You know, can Mario to stay healthy? Can he take the next step up? A lot of question marks with that team this year. Do you like the Titans as a fantasy defense? Would you invest in them? You know, I haven't really dug dip, deep in on defense. I am doing some best balls. Actually, they were available as a second defense, and I passed on them. Um, they, are, they are a little interesting, uh, but I have to kind of – Look at defenses a little bit more, and I really don't focus on them until August when I'm doing my uh, drafts anyway. Right. I, I, you know, I just remember them being a little stingy, and you, but 
you're, you've got Houston, who's got a bad offensive line, so you could get some sacks there. You've got Jacksonville, who's, you know, all sorts of whatever going on there. I mean, I mean, you do play luck twice. That's a problem. But the other games are pretty easy. Yeah, and I think for we've come to the point where we're always streaming. I feel like there's very few defenses that you feel comfortable playing week to week now. And you could just go look back at your teams last year and see how much you changed defense on a week-to-week basis. That's true. And, and I told you, I, I, I rotate, rotate, rotate until I finally find one because I don't want to pay any more money. You know what I mean? I feel like yes, if this yeah. one is good enough that, I, all right, it cost me 40 bucks, I'll just pay the 40 and be done with it. Right, especially if you see, like, you know, several favorable matchups over those next few games. Right, right. All right, the Tampa Bay Times reports Ronald Jones received only raves from the Bucks' new coaching staff during off-season workouts. Buying or selling this report? Um, not kind of mediocre on it. Look, I'm willing to take him in the right spot just to to see if he hits, but I'm afraid maybe this drives up the price. I mean, he's going eighth, ninth round. You know, there's a lot of running backs in that range where you go, okay, well, things could work out if they get a shot or they're that complimentary running back. Uh, but, I mean, the reason why you feel somewhat optimistic is just because does he really need to do much to win the job? I mean, it's Peyton Barber, who's been mediocre. Ronald Jones' ADP right now in the FFWC is 100. So... Um, oh, but it's wow. So the high low, the yeah. high lows are always What's amazing. <laughs> 82, 148. Woo! What happened here? 148. Dude, wow. this is the last two drafts. 82 and 148. What happened? Uh, I Around don't know. 10? It's crazy, that's right? Pre- that's a pretty good deal. I would think Ronald Jones. I'm trying to think. Let's say I'm, I'm looking at red versus blue. Do you have that on? I'm, I'm looking at. Where did he go there? Yeah, can did you he go I'll, early? I'll post that. He went round eight. Last pick of round eight. I was thinking that. I was thinking round nine is about right for right, Ronald yeah. Jones. Yeah, I think I took him in one draft, like round nine, ten of best ball. Um, He's going with the Edo Smith, Dante Foreman, Niam Hines, Deion Lewis, Jalen Samuels. He's in that, that grouping, right? Yeah, so, so yeah, he was RB39 in this one. So, yeah, I mean, look, of those guys – he probably has the biggest path to uh, being the starting running back. I guess him and Foreman. I mean, Foreman, right. we still need to see. Let's see Foreman get through a training camp healthy first. Uh, but Jones, of the of that group, if you said who's most likely to be a starting running back by the time week two, week three rolls around, it's Ronald Jones. Well, let me do it this way. Would you rather have Ronald Jones or Latavius Murray? Murray. Would you rather have Ronald Jones or Jordan Howard? I don't like Jordan Howard. Um, I hate Jordan Howard. I'd, I'd go home. Jones. Would you rather have Ronald Jones or Royce Freeman? Freeman. Ronald Jones or Lamar Miller? Reluctantly, Lamar Miller. Man, man that's a close one. I almost rather <laughs> Ronald Jones, seriously. Because <laughs> I just, I don't know. I want the upside there because I know Miller stinks. But that's, I guess that's what we're looking at. That's, that's the type of guy we're looking at there. So, I mean, if, if he's your third running back, I'm not, not sure I'm as happy if, I, if he's my fourth running back. I'm ecstatic if he's my fourth. Right. I think so, too. Um, see, but the, the team in Rivers Blue who took him was team one. See, I, I'm okay with it there because Zeke's the one, Montgomery's the two. And then you got four receivers and a tight end before you take Ronald Jones. So I like that setup. Again, see, I, I like Ronald Jones if you're taking the top four running back. I look at that team, and I think this team has no chance of winning because they literally have four running backs. 
Oh, just all together, you're saying? Yeah, look at that team. He has four running backs. Uh, yeah. Oh, and one of them's Frank Gore. Yeah. <laughs> How are you winning with that, dude? That's like the worst roster construction I've ever seen. I liked it early, and then I didn't even look at the total running backs. Then it, went off the ra- then it went off the rails. Didn't need Hawkinson in round 12 when you have Hunter Henry, in my yeah. opinion. And I would not have taken Hunter Henry in round four. I just won't. I, I won't do it. It's not that he's a bad player, and I'm not knocking him. I just I want him in six. I don't want him in four. Yeah, I agree. It seems it, it's a little early to take him there. You taking him over Mike Williams? No. Right. You taking him over Sammy Watkins or, or Jarvis Landry? No. Right. That's what I'm saying. Maybe I, over I like Landry. It. I'm not. I'm not high on Landry. Oh, I want to talk about that. All right, let's break, we'll break down Jarvis Landry. Why does he not get enough love? And are there enough targets for him in the Browns offense? We'll discuss when we return right after this. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. This song sounds like Paris on the This is, uh, yeah, isn't it Wolf Men? Yeah, is that Paris on the It's like the only song I. Uh, do you ever watch Beat Shazam? No. You don't watch Beat Shazam with Jamie Foxx? No, I don't. Oh, it's good. It's like a name that tune type of show. And so what happens is every once in a while they have like, you know, the whitest family ever, and then the, the category will be hip hop. And then Jamie Foxx is just looking at me like, uh-oh. You know, or it'll be like, you know, a black couple, and then it'll be country. And, you know, you know they're not winning the big money because they don't know those other tunes. So I think every time I think I go on Beach Shazam, I think I'd have to partner up with you, dude, because you would know the songs I wouldn't know. What channel is it on? It's on Fox at 8 p.m. I think it's Monday night. Okay. Yeah. You could win like a million bucks. You could win a million bucks if you beat Shazam. It's a good, sh- it's a good show, dude. You'd like it. Okay. Um, let's see if I can remember. I'm usually watching sports at that time. Oh, I meant to tell you, Mayans is on September 3rd. It's coming back. Oh, it is? Nice. I like yeah. that show. September 3rd. All right. So I got to, because I really don't have any shows on right now, but I got Power coming back on August 25th. Love that show. And then uh, Mayans. And then. Do you, sure do you want a new show, else. dude? Do you want a new what? show? I got a new what? show for you Banshee. I've heard about that show. Oh, it's good. I just finished season one. It is good. It's like a Cinemax show. Is that HBO? No, it's Cinemax. So it's got good, hot chicks. It's got, well, maybe not your type of chicks, but my type of chicks. Hot chicks, a lot of violence, good storyline. Totally love it. Okay. Highly recommended. Yeah, I've heard something about it. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. I'd explain the plot, but I, I wouldn't do it justice. But it's really good. It's, it's only 10 episodes to a season, so you can probably do it in like a week. Okay. I'll uh, yeah. look into that. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely into to Banshee. All right. So Jarvis Landry. So here's my question to you. Jarvis Landry is probably going to be in the exact right spot that he needs to be in, in the slot, right? No longer on the outside. You've got Beckham on the outside, 
right? You got Antonio Callaway on the outside. You got Landry, who's one of the best route runners I've ever seen, who's always in the right place at the right time. Why do you think that he's dropping into round five and six? I mean, is it can't he have 95 catches with Beckham? Isn't it possible that Beckham could both that they both exist with around 100 catches and over a thousand yards? Man, I don't know. He just wasn't good last year. His catch percentage was 54 percent. He had 149 targets and had 81 catches. He didn't reach a thousand yards, only scored four touchdowns. So I don't know. What, he was in the wrong spot. That's what I'm arguing. He wasn't playing in the slot most of the season. Now he goes right back into the slot for Baker Mayfield. I, I, I don't know with Beckham there. I mean, Beckham's got to get so much. You got Chubb, Njoku. So I, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't like where he's being. His 56 ADP in the Fantasy Football World Championship. I, I know. That's what I'm saying. I th- well, I think he goes. He's a round five pick. So the question is, where in round five does he go? And then some other names here, Mike Williams, Ridley, Watkins, Tyler Boyd, Allen Robinson, Robbie Anderson. I mean, that's in his genre, right? That's in his tier. Yeah, I mean, I like a lot of those guys better than Landry. I guess I do too. I, I mean, I just, I'm a big Landry fan. I think, I also feel this way about Beckham. Beckham and Landry are best friends. I don't think Beckham's going to be as upset. If Landry goes 8 for 94 and Beckham goes 6 for 80, I don't think he's going to be upset like he might have been with the Giants. I guess it's possible. Look, when you're winning, I think it's easy. You know, when you win, a lot of those things are cured. You don't care. When you start to lose, that's when I think the problems. I mean, that's basically what happened with the Steelers, right? I mean, with Bell and Brown, everything was cool when they were winning, started to lose, and that's when guys start to complain. I think David Njoku is overrated. That's my opinion. I don't think he's as good as everybody thinks. You have Chubb, as you said. You have Duke Johnson. You have Kareem Hunt later on in the season. You've got Landry. You've got Beckham. Maybe Njoku's not going to get fed that much. I don't know. I, I, I certainly am not running to take him in round nine. Uh, he's not my guy. I agree. I don't think I'm going to have him this year. Again, I like the talent, but for where he's going and being drafted, I think the price tag is too high. Right. I, I, I just think, yeah, yeah, I don't I don't think he's going to live up to the expectations people have. For him. I mean, I the it's the Browns hype is everyone loves the Browns. Everyone's excited. So what you do is you boost up every player. It's not going to Except work. Landry, by the way. Except Landry. Why? He's going in the 5th round. I mean, that's, I don't think that well he was going in round 3 and 4 in previous years. Yeah, that's because he was the number 1 on Miami and he was getting a ton of volume. I think Landry is good. This year, do you think as we get closer to Vegas, does he go closer to round four or closer to round six, or does he stay right where he is in five? I think he stays in five. All right. What about Njoku? Do you think he goes up to seven or eight? Um, As the tight end or round? No, I don't think he moves up to that, that round. I think he you don't think? think he stays at about nine. Nine, eight or nine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless does he go like before Ebron? Reason. Does he go before Ebron? You take an Ebron or Njoku? Me and Njoku, because I'm not high on Ebron. You taking Njoku or Vance McDonald? McDonald. Yeah, me too. You taking Njoku or Jared Cook? Cook. You taking Njoku or Austin Hooper? I they might have Njoku higher, but I might lean towards Hooper. Especially yeah, see, if I, I think... can get him two rounds later. Right. That's what I'm thinking. I'd rather wait. I would rather wait. I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not dipping into the Njoku there. I just am waiting. I don't trust, I don't trust it. I don't know. I just think that. Is, all right, let me look at another guy here. Cooper Cup. 
Think he's worth a fourth round pick? No. no, I'm worried he's coming off an injury. I love Cup. I think we all do. We know he's key to that offense. We know Goff loves him. We know they have a connection. We know he looks for him to extend the chains. We know he looks for him in the red zone, but he's coming off this torn ACL, so uh, I'm, I'm concerned. Would you take him as your three or your two? Three. So let's say you went receiver, running back, running back. Are you not taking him? Hey, I don't think so. Right, as of today. Would you take a Godwin or a Lockett or DJ Moore over him? Yes, all of them. Yeah, I think I would too. It's the injury that I'm worried about. He, the injury occurred like, what, week 10, week 11? Week 10, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, you know, we haven't, I, I haven't really heard anything positive or, you know, what, what's his status going to be, but I'm, I'm definitely concerned. You know, it could be a slow start to the season for him. If you started your draft like Team Four did and took Kamara, then Antonio Brown, and Thielen, would you take a shot on Cup, or would you rather? I mean, I know we like Godwin better, but do you think that's where Cup fits? Um, I mean, he's in that tier. I have him lower than those guys right now, just because he's coming off the the injury. Yeah, I mean, do you like Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks? I think I'm, I think I'm really down on the Rams. I was so sky high on the Rams last year. I'm so down on the Rams right now, dude. Just because of that Super Bowl? Yeah, I just, I know I'm overrating it. I'm totally overrating it, but I just felt Goff struggled more than I ever expected without Cooper Cup. He looked lost to me. He looked terrible, to be quite honest with you. I thought he looked terrible at times. Yeah, no, he did. Uh, you know, I am concerned. I don't think they're going to be as prolific as they were last year, but I'm fine taking Robert Woods in round four. He was so consistent last year, so uh, I'm fine what with if, it. What but. if Gurley's not healthy? Gurley's not healthy. The running game's not there. Uh, Henderson's good, not great. Do you think that that helps the passing game, or do you think that makes it even harder? Probably will make it a little bit more difficult. I mean, when you have the running game going as well as they did with Gurley, it just opens up the passing game so much. So, uh, look, I think there are legitimate concerns about this offense, uh, but I'm not downgrading Woods. Gurley, definitely, I'm worried about. You taking you taking Brandon Cooks in round four? I haven't. Um, I you know have him ranked in that range, but I prefer Robert Woods. I was just going to ask you that. So Woods or Cooks are on the clock, both there. You'll take Woods. Yeah, I just think he was more consistent game to game. Cooks has the bigger – I don't know. Actually, I don't know if he does. Best, best ball. Would you take him best ball? Would you take Cooks best ball or would you take a sort of diff- – Yeah, I'd take Woods it? in both formats. I, I was just really impressed with him. I mean, it was like every single game, high floor, very consistent. Could you imagine if the Bills used to have him? They had it. Woods, Watkins, and who was the other guy? Someone else. Won't forget it. Marquise Goodwin? That's another one, and I think they even had another one. They had a lot of good receivers. They had all these receivers that they got rid of. Unreal. All right, we're still breaking down fantasy football. You know when we'll do it? When we return right after this. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. 
right. Good tune there, Ronald. Nice and smooth. Old school. It that's is the, that's the group, Nice and Smooth. Oh, really? Yeah. Doesn't say, I thought it was Fast Car. Fast Car. What song is it, Sean? Nice and Smooth. Sometimes I run slow, sometimes I run oh, quick. All right. You know, all right. Fantasy football season has started. Season-long drafts are in full swing. Well, and Roto Experts has you covered with their NFL 365 fantasy football package, including the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts are providing dynasty season-long betting, best ball, and NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. You will save 10% at rotoexperts.com if you use the promo code FNTSY. That's 10% off with promo code FNTSY. The NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package found only at rotoexperts.com. Rotas, have you done uh, our best ball drafts? How many, have you done any recently? No, I have to get involved in them. I, I've, I've already started to do a few of them. Let's see. So mock draft now, Ronas. That's where you go. Mock draft now. You click a button. And you click draft now. And you're in every draft, by the way. I know. I've seen that. I'm not in every draft. You're in every draft. I'm not Wait, in every draft. You're not in every one? No, I'm not in every one. I'm How not in every work? other one. I, I don't thought... know. I, I don't see. I see your name in every one, not me. Oh, that's I, weird. I have the first pick in this draft, Ronis. Who should I take? Saquon. Uh, yeah, that's your guy. Okay. So here, let's see. I'm waiting for draft results. Oh, the one time. Oh, Dusty, Kimra, Mark, Lowy, Brant, Chad, Ronis. Oh, there's Doc. I'm drafting 12. I took Beckham and Mixon. That's a good start. <laughs> you happy with the start? All right, so round two. You like Mike Evans, Keenan Allen? Evans. I do like Evans, too. All right, round three. Oh, Allen, Thielen, uh, Thielen Amari Cooper, Derek Henry, Damian Williams. Uh, Allen or Williams? Are you worried about Williams or you like Allen more? I mean, I think, again, I think there's slight concern with Williams because we haven't seen him do it over a full season. All right, I'll take Keenan Allen. Now i got to wait. Who did you take, Ronis? You took Aaron Jones at 3-8. And then you took O.J. Howard in round four. That's too early. No, I wouldn't you do would that. Never done yeah, that. You would never do that. You would never done that. All right, it's round four, Ronis. Mahomes is on the board. Chris Carson, Mark Ingram, David Montgomery, Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson, DJ Moore, Tyreek Hill. Uh, it's either Montgomery, Hill, or Moore. I'm not going Montgomery. You want Hill or Moore. Who do you like? Uh, you're swinging for the home run in this, right? So go Hill. Yeah. All right, Tyreek Hill. Boom. This is how easy it is, right? Mockdraftnow.com. All right, would you take Mark Ingram here in round five? I think I like it here. Yeah, you can. I need a second running back, don't I? Yeah, Montgomery went. He did not go. Do you want Ingram, who you know is getting the carries, or do you like Montgomery, who should get the carries? I think he is getting the carries. So you want Montgomery or Ingram? You like Ingram, so go Ingram. I do like Ingram. Okay. So you took Tyler Lockett in five, Ronas. Yeah. 
Andrew Luck in six. No way. <laughs> Luck in a two. Yeah, I'm not taking a tight end and a quarterback in the first six rounds of a 12 team. Get out of here. That's At least get so... this right. Okay. Oh, Jeez. Montgomery's here for me, Ronas. I'm taking him now. Yeah, I was just going to take him last round. Boom. All uh-huh. right. So it's now round seven. I don't have a quarterback or a tight end. The quarterbacks are Wilson, Breeze, Kyler Murray, Wentz. Running backs are Geis, Tariq Cohen, or I could take Corey Davis, Robbie Anderson, Will Fuller, and stock up. Robbie Anderson. You like Robbie Anderson there? Yep. Okay, so I took Robbie for a little bench. You need a little bench. You took Sterling Shepard in seven, and then you took Cortland Sutton in eight. Yeah, nah. That's, this, <laughs> this is definitely not based on my rankings, I can tell you that. <laughs> All right, so it's now round eight. My running backs, Kareem Hunt, Latavius Money. Ooh, Rashad Penny's on the board, Ronas. Oh, yeah. Taking him, right? Yeah. Got to take that. Okay. So I have Penny and Anderson. I, don't, I still don't have a quarterback. Do I want one here, Adam? Round nine. Goff, Roethlisberger, famous Jameis. Let's... I can have the Jameis Evans hookup. Yeah, go Winston. Okay. So you took Emmanuel Sanders. And then you came back and took Greg Olson. Man, your team sucks. Dude, dude. this is this is not. <laughs> yo, they're misrepresenting me here, man. Dude, what is going thanks. on? All right, I still need a tight end. I need a kicker in defense, and then I need I need depth. So, another quarterback. I could do Dak or Lamar Jackson. I could do Damian Harris, Dante Foreman, Jalen Samuels, Valdez Scantling, Geronimo Allison's out there, Adam. Damn, this is a lot of good picks there. You know what? These, if you're listening, you should be enticed to do this because there's some bad picks going on. You can feast. I know. I'm thinking Geronimo Allison's pretty good. Yeah, you it like looks like here? he's probably going to work the slot. Or do you like year. Michael Gallup better? I think he lasts. I mean, I do like Gallup, especially in best ball because you don't have to worry about there. There were so many games last year where he just, him and Dak just missed. And Cooper I, and Cooper gets so much attention and see Gallup's going to be good this year, especially in best ball because you don't have to worry. In in redraft, it might be a little bit more difficult trying to figure out the weeks. I still like him in that format, but in best ball, I do like him. But you know the Green Bay receivers are good for sure. Uh, you got to think I, I took one, of, one of them's going to pop. All right, I need a guy here. So I need tight end, kicker, defense, and then backups. Do you like Austin Hooper? Yeah, you didn't or, get one tight end yet, right? No. I can yeah, get Mark Andrews would. late, though. I know I can get Andrews late. I've done this before. Okay. Well, I think I, the, these do this adjust Hoop- at some point, right? Right, they do. Right. So that's why I'm, I'm all in now. I think Hooper's good value, though, right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, you need a tight end, so yeah. All right, let me get Hooper. All right, so now, Ronas, you took Carlos Hyde. Man, oh, you stink at this. Marquise Brown in round 12. So now I've got... I need, I need a back. I, here's what I do. So people out there listen, understand this. I take one backup quarterback, two backup running backs, two backup receivers, and a backup tight end, Adam. That's how I do it. Yeah, 16 do? spots, right? Yeah. Yeah, I always take just a, a one backup quarterback, one backup tight end, right. uh, and that's it. And then one kicker, one defense. All right, so running back. Here's, this is interesting. So I need a running back. Deion Lewis, C.J. Anderson, Mike Davis, Alexander Madison, Kalen Ballage, Justin Jackson. Mm. Oh, boy, I guess. I guess Jackson. Oh, we could do could be a zero. 
Could be a big fat zero. Hmm. Jackson Balazs is interesting. Is Madison interesting if Dalvin Cook gets injured? He is, but I mean, in a 16 round draft, I don't know. Yeah. I think the other running backs, I prefer. I don't know what to do here. I can wait and take another. Qu- All right, let me go for a backup quarterback here. Dak, Foles, Dak, Lamar Jackson. Otherwise, it gets yeah. ugly. Dak, Dak right? because yeah, you take the safe one when you pair yeah. him with Winston. Okay, so I took Dak there. So now I still need a kicker defense, and I need a backup tight end, which who I know I'm going to do next round, and I need that backup running back. And the same cast of characters are on the board. I guess. So what were the running backs again? Deion Lewis, Bryda, C.J. Anderson, Mike Davis, Madison Ballage, Justice Hill, Chris Thompson, Rykel Armstead, T.J. Yeldon, Jalen Richard, Justin Jackson. I think I'll go Balage. All right. I did it. You took Ronas Dante Moncrief. That was your best pick in a long while. And then you took the Chargers defense. All right. I'm going to do what I told you I'm going to do here. I'm going to take Mark Andrews, who's always there. I love that. So now kicker and defense. You like Zerline, Tucker, Harrison, Butker. Tucker, Bucker, one of those. All right, I'll go Butker. And now you took, uh, so let's see. You took Nelson Aguilar and Greg Joseph. So my defense, I t- tend to be reaching down here, Adam. So there's the Patriots, Broncos, Jets, Steelers, Eagles, Titans, Colts, Cowboys. Broncos. I think they underachieved last year. They have great personnel, uh, change in coaching. Uh, so I go Broncos. All right. So let's see. Thanks for drafting. Got it. So where's my ranking? Oh, here it is. A plus, Adam. Only Kimra was better than me. Kimra got 100. We got a 96. You and I weren't even listed. I'm telling you, I've never even been listed. I'm entering the contest with this team. What should we call it? Radio. Radio 1. How about this? Boom. The team has been entered. That's how, that's how easy it is to do a mock draft, Adam. No, it is. You could do it real quick, man. And why? you could win some prizes. So it, it, there's no reason why, you shouldn't, why you're not doing it. I think just as much as we tell people to draft in regular life, I think drafting now, I mean, you're getting steals now, right? We're getting really good value. Definitely. I just opened one and started McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook. <laughs> oh, dude, I love that team. <laughs> Can I have that in real life? Uh, I know, right? If only we could put, like, big money on this. Oh, my God. Who's your third round? What pick do you have? Two or three? Three. Cook lasted to that part? And, and... Yep. Oh, my God. That would never happen in real life. Who'd you take next? Cooper, Allen, Thielen? Uh, Diggs. Okay. Why Diggs over Thielen or Allen or Cooper? Uh, Allen was gone. Cooper was gone. Uh, I like Diggs better than Thielen. I do, too. I, I, do you think Thielen overproduced last year and he will be a, a big regression this year? He could be. There's talk that they might uh, scale back some of the targets. He was banged up towards last year at the end of the year. I think that's why partly the reason the numbers went down, he was trying to play through injury. I just think Diggs is the more talented, explosive receiver. I do too. I mean, I like Thielen, but I really like Diggs more. I think that's that's the route I would go this year. 
I hope people agree with us. All right, we're going to take a quick time out. When we come back, somebody's going to be a millionaire this week. Maybe it'll be one of you guys out there. Jeff Bergerson joins me, and we will talk PGA DFS. It's the Open Championship, a.k.a. the British Open. We'll do it when we return right after this. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, we're back. Full-time fantasy. Remember, go to fulltimefantasy.com, enter the promo code ROTO50, that's R-O-T-O-5-0, and we'll get you 50% off your first two months, and we'll take you all the way to a fantasy football championship because that's how we roll. But right now, how I roll is with my friend Jeff Bergerson trying to win in PGA DFS. Jeff, I swear to you, I was just talking to my wife this morning, and I said a cool 100K would get us out of all problems, so I need to win that this week. Ah, no pressure. Why stop at 100? Why not just go for a million, Doc? I don't want to be greedy. You know what I'm saying? A little bit was good, but let's, you know, look, if you won the million and I won the 100K, I'd be pretty happy. That'd be, I'd be be all right with that. Yeah, exactly. All right, so let's get to it. Tell us about Portrush. Is it, uh, what, what should we know about this course besides the fact that it's in Northern Ireland and it's going to be windy and rainy and who knows what else is there? It's going to be very similar to other Opens that we've seen. We haven't seen Port Rush. It hasn't the Open hasn't been there in 50 years. or, or uh, But it's right on the sea, so we're going to get wind. We're going to get some cold weather coming through at different times. Very unpredictable like usual, so we don't know exactly when. Uh, I'll be looking at the forecast last minute tonight before I set my lineups to see if there's any lineup stacking. I always send out emails to our members letting them know what the forecast looks like and who to target. You know, if it's really nice, I did this a few years ago. I qualified for the DraftKings live final this way. I saw the weather was perfect and at like 1 a.m. And so I stacked the real early tee times and they all had it real easy. And then the weather flipped in the afternoon and everyone got destroyed and it was enough to get your guys through the cut. So um, it's, a de- it's a definite strategy, especially in the Open Championship. Jeff, I think there's a real strategy to figuring out who the good European players are. It's a Lynx course, and there are some guys that maybe we're not as familiar with. Do you think that that's what happened in, in this tournament, that we really have to be, be, know more about our depth than we do in other tournaments? 100%, yes, because Lynx-style golf is a different type than is played on the PGA Tour for the most part. I mean, especially when you're talking about TPC Twin Cities and in Detroit and uh you know mirfield these are way different courses so the guys who play on the euro tour and see these link style courses week in and week out surely have an advantage and especially those guys who are good around the green because these greens slope a lot and and approach shots run off a lot so you're going to see a lot of bump and run a heck of a lot more than you ever see on the pga tour guys have to be creative around the green so if you are looking for european guys guys who are good around the green uh, i think it's going to put you at a distinct edge over people who just casual fans who don't know these european guys all right rory wants to win this tournament he said it he this is tournament's important to him it's in his homeland 
Is this too much pressure on Rory, or do we say, screw it, I'm all in on this guy? <laughs> uh, tough to tell. I remember a couple of years ago, Tommy Fleetwood had grown up playing Royal Birkdale, and we thought, oh, man, this is his home course. He really wants to do well, and it proved to be that the pressure was too much for him, and he just totally bombed out. Will Rory do that? I doubt it. Um, I think he's just too good of a player, too consistent. So I think we're going to get a good performance from him this week. Uh, I own him, not all in. Um, I own about 40% because I think the field will probably own him at 20%. So I want to be overweight. I'm going to own about 35 to 40% of him this week and uh, just ride him uh, as one of my, probably one of my only top tier guys this week. We know how Brooks Kepler does on big courses. Is it, does this course fit him? Because it doesn't look like it would. Mm, not necessarily. Um, I don't think it, that it doesn't fit him. Now, he played on the European Tour. People forget about that. Before he started on the PGA Tour, he was a Euro Tour player for a couple of years. So I think he's plenty accustomed to Lynx golf. I think he can win anywhere. It's not a course that I say, oh, wow, Brooks is going to tear this apart. So um, I think he can win. I don't own him this week. Uh, he, hasn't, he, he doesn't ever play well outside of majors, which is very frustrating. He came out this week in an interview and said he uses those as his practice rounds because he doesn't practice outside of that. That's a little bit frustrating. <laughs> yeah, you don't really want to hear that from the, uh, the best player in the world. All right, Dustin Johnson no. almost seems to be like slipping in under the radar. Right, everybody in other tournaments, DJ, 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 but now you're not hearing that. Can we be getting him at a value this week? Yeah, for sure. You can get him lower owned than ever before. He'll be owned by under 15% of the field, which is very uncommon for DJ. So I think it's a decent contrarian spot for you if you want to pivot off of someone more popular like Murray, because we know DJ can, can win as well. He hasn't had a great track record in Open Championships, but it's been good. He's had some success. All right, people are waiting for John Rahm to win his first one, and this seems like a good spot for it to happen. But people are also saying that, look, this is the kind of guy who's a hothead who could miss the cut. Where do you fall on John Rahm? I'm high on him this week. Uh, he won uh, a couple of weeks ago in the Irish Open, um, and I think he can do it again. Now, he hasn't played well in his three Open championships uh, previously to this, so there is a little bit of a concern, and it could be because he is a bit of a hothead, but uh, I'm, I'm going in on him this week. I really like where his game is trending lately. All right, a couple more players here. Tiger Woods, everybody knows Tiger, Justin Rose, Tommy Fleetwood, Shoffley, Molinari, who won this last year. Do we like anybody in this range? I like Shoffley. I like him in just about every major because we get him in this 9K range. And if you look at his major results over the past two years, they're really kind of second to maybe Brooks is about it. He has been super consistent. He wins in the great field events. So I think he's kind of a, a great major player every time we, see, every time we have a major. Um, the guy who I really like, though, Doc, is Patrick Cantlay at 9000 I think that is a tremendous price for a guy who's – been playing extremely well. Um, I think it's time. It's, I think it's his time to win a major. Um, and his approach game and his around the green game has been lights out lately. Um, and when it is, he's good because he's always good tee to green. But when he's putting well and a good around the greens, it, things are real good for Cantlay. All right, you mentioned Cantlay, Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, Adam Scott, Jack, uh, Matt Kuchar, Matsuyama, Stenson. They're all around the same price. 
as Cantlay. Which of those guys will be under-owned and which of those guys will be over-owned? You know, I think, well, Spieth will for sure be under, under-owned. I don't know that you want him, though. He's had good success in opens, but just his game has not been good. I think you can actually go with a real balanced approach this week, Doc. I think you can own guys like Scott, Kucher, Matsuyama, Stenson, Cantlay, all in that 8K range, and not even own one of the top-tier guys this week. We've seen lesser guys win the Open Championship, like last year with Molinari. Uh, it's unlike U.S. Opens where you almost always get a top guy winning. I think you can go with a balanced lineup this week. Jeff, I want to like Adam Scott, but this guy's the worst putter. I can't watch it, and I worry that it's Sunday, and he's going to just start choking right and left. Am I right or wrong with that assessment? Well, generally, yes, he is a very poor putter. But if you look at his stats, and we have a rolling stats tour on our site that segments his most recent 16, 12, 8 rounds, they've been better, Doc. So, if that helps you at all, um, it helps me because I like to see guys. And another guy who fits that definition is Matsuyama. And we talked about him last week as trending positively in his putting. And when that happens, his, their ball striking is so good that they have a chance to win. And that's why Matsuyama and Scott have been so good recently uh, and posting top 10 after top 10 is because that part of their game is rounded into form. All right, at the 8,000s, you've got the guys from the the Europeans. Matt Wallace, Graham McDowell, who's from the area, Shane Lowry, Louis Oosthuizen, I know he's from South Africa, but still. I think that's a really good spot for a lot of the, from, for some good value there, Jeff. I think so, and Wallace will probably not be known by casual DFS golf fan who we'll have more of in contests this week just because it is a major. I like Wallace. I mentioned Stenson being an amazing link-style player. I like him. Um, dropping down a little bit, though, I like some other Euros who are less money. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to spend on Lowry and Ustazen. I prefer guys like Ty Hatton at 7,400. Rafa Cabrera-Bello at 7,500 is a great around-the-green game, super creative, can score, and has been playing really well coming in. So um, he's going to be a player for me in cash games and GPPs. All right, we're talking to Jeff Burgesson from FantasyGolfInsider.com. It's a wonderful site if you want to learn all about PGA DFS and not only learn, but be my rich friend. So check it out. Jeff, at 7,400, you've got Patrick Reed, you've got Lee Westwood, you've got Snedeker. Then if I drop down a little bit, I've got Noren and Tong Lee. Are there some sneaky names here? Yeah, Reed at 7,400 kind of stands out to me. Uh, and he started to play well. Now, he started the season very poorly, but he started to play well. Looked good when he played here in the Twin Cities. Get him at 7,400 is, is good because we know how good he is around the greens, how creative he is. Uh, I like that price, too. If it gets a little windy, we've seen Brant Snedeker excel in windy, nasty conditions. So I'm going to own him as well. Um, I don't have any Norin. I have a little bit of Hautong Lee. I think he's kind of a, a wild card He'll be low-owned, so you don't have to own a lot of them. But he, he's a high, high-ceiling guy, but very low floor. All right, give me some cheap guys, Jeff. Who are some cheap names that I want to be uh, looking at if I want to do Stars and Scrubs? Yeah, so you mentioned trying to target European guys that maybe are a little bit under most people's radars. Uh, Eric Van Ruyen is at 7,100. Super talented guy. He actually went to the University of Minnesota. He was a Golden Gopher, so I've, I've seen him play for quite a while, but... He plays on the Euro Tour, having himself a great season. I like him a lot. Um, Bernd Wiesberger 
Coming off an injury last year has been tremendous this year. He has two wins, including last week. He's only 7,100. Uh, Michael Lorenzo Vera at 7,000 uh, is another player who's having a great year. Uh, even like a Thomas Peters at 7,000, I think is high upside potential as well for GPPs. Can you go very low? I mean, I know you don't like to be in the 6,000s, but can we find any nuggets there? Yeah, I think you can. There's a few guys. Um, Lucas Glover's at 6,500. I think you could own him this week if you want to stick to that European theme. Andreas Kevon is at 6,400. Now, if you just own these guys on a team or two, I think that's plenty because nobody's going to own them. Um, and gives you some salary relief if you want to go really stars and scrubs. Um, Benjamin A. Bear is at 6,500. I'm okay with him. Um, who else does down in this range? Um, David Lipsky at 6,500, another European tour guy. So I think you could sprinkle in some 6K guys this week. I, I like them more. I like 6K guys more in majors because they do have much more potential than normal 6K guy in, in John Deere week. All right, Jeff, give me the winner and give me a guy who we're going to be talking about on Monday that only you knew about. I'm going to give you a Pat, uh, Patrick Cantlay. Um, you're going to get him at about 25 to 1, but I think it's his time to win a major. If you want a longer shot, you can get Patrick Reed for 80 to 1, which is kind of crazy. Um, so I'd put a couple bucks on him. But I mentioned like uh, Eric Van Ruyen, you could get 90 to 1, or Michael Lorenzo Vera is 200 to 1. If you just want to throw a couple bucks and take a shot at some big scores, um, I think you could go with either one of those guys. Or I'll give you another one, Andy Sullivan. Also is another real long shot, 150 plus odds to win. So, all right, my pen was clicking all over the place for those guys. Jeff Burgerson, I wish you so much luck this week, and I hope you're my millionaire friend come Monday. Let's do it, Doc. That'd be fun to chat next week talking about it. Yeah, that's for sure. All right, have a great weekend with the family. All right. Yeah, you too. Okay, take care. That's Jeff Burgerson from FantasyGolfInsider.com giving us all the information. It's funny. You don't like some of these names. Maybe you don't like Patrick Reed, but that doesn't mean he's not a sneaky play this week. Patrick Cantley. Maybe you want to go with the Patricks, and they could really help you win some money. I think I need to be on Rory this week. He wants to win it, and I think he can. All right, we're taking a quick break. We're coming back with more from Full-Time Fantasy when we return right after this. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, we're back. Do me a favor, guys. Go to play FFWC right now. Sign up for one of our draft and goes, our starter leagues, the online championship, or absolutely the best one ever, the Fantasy Football World Championship, the main event, whether you're doing it online or in person. Be part of what we're doing. And, Ronis, did you see they're going to have, like, a media row there? Did you see that email that Scott sent out? Yeah, I did see that. That's uh, interesting. I think that's a new idea. I like that. Something different. Definitely. Always good to try new things. 
That's true. So uh, I'm looking forward to uh, that opportunity there, especially to meet some of these people that we get to know in a lot of these podcasts. Have you been listening to any of our, our podcasts? Yeah, here and there. I definitely have to catch more. Yeah, I think they do a really good job. I know that we're included in pretty much all the uh, the uh, DMs, but uh, a lot of guys very excited to be part of the podcasting uh, network, and I know it's a great a great part of what we offer. And I encourage everybody to listen in. And uh, you know, you never know what you can learn, Adam. I mean, you can learn something every day in fantasy football. I learned something that. Uh, are you? What do you think about the fact that uh, the Patriots may have one of the best schedules this year? Seems like that happens every year. Is it just because the Bills and Dolphins suck? Yeah, I think part of it is the division isn't good. Uh, but it seems like the Patriots do have a favorable schedule uh, many years. I don't know if that's – I'd have to go back. It just feels like it, that they usually have a good schedule. Would you buy into Sony Michelle as your number two running back? No. Worried about the knee. I'm not drafting him. You're not drafting him. He's nope. on the stay-away list. Basically, Would, yeah. Damian Harris, round nine. You take yeah, him? Absolutely. Took him in the FSGA. Like him more than Ronald Jones in round nine? Uh, it's close. It's close. I mean, again, right now at this moment, Jones has the better path to be a starting running back. How about Rex Burkhead in round, you know, 18? Uh, 18, yeah, sure. I haven't done it yet, but yeah, round 18, sure. But James, yeah, James White in six. Uh, I haven't been doing it. It's just he's so reliant on, and I know he had a lot of good games last year, but when the game script's not in his favor, man, it's just not good. I know when they're playing the Jets, if they're up by 17, is he ever going to see the ball? That's a problem. Right? That's a Sony Michelle game when he gets 28 carries. Exactly. And that's the thing with the Patriots running backs. Again, they do have value. You can't just ignore them, but right. it's very game script dependent. I know. It's, it's, hard to, it's so hard to be smart. All right, guys, I'm out of here. Be well. Take care. Keep it right here for another hour with Adam when we return right after this.